Hey, top model lovers, we are here to kick off another iconic cycle of America's Next Top Model. And today we are getting into the magic of cycle four with top three finalist, Kenya Hill. We chat with Kenya about her experience auditioning for Top Model. Then we take a trip down memory lane with Kenya about some of the iconic photo shoots from the cycle. And we catch up with Kenya about what her life has been like post-Top Model. The energy on this episode is full of love, and I cannot wait for you all to listen. Enjoy the show. Forever. Dog. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulet, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I am super excited this week because not only are we kicking off cycle four of America's Next Top Model, but we are now coming to you once a week. But don't worry, we will still cover just as much top model fashion, and pop culture in this episode today. There is a lot to cover, so let's get into it. As always, I am joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert, Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell. Hey, Shay. You are so right. Today is going to be a very special day. We are going to be chatting about America's Next Top Model, Cycle 4. Um, You know, We started to notice during cycle three that Tyra was not playing around. She started cranking out top model cycles twice a year. So we finally now made it into 2005. Cycle four came out in March of 2005 on UPN. Um, Cycle four is pretty iconic. This is when the franchise like really started to, you know, kick shit up a gear. They also stayed in LA after casting this cycle. Um, Begins, of course, with asking the age-old questions, are top models born or made? So let's get into this, Shay. Uh, The girls are in L.A. Like, what are your thoughts? You know, tell me. I mean, I remember as a fan when they decided to move the show to L.A. to have it be centered in L.A. Um, As someone who had never been to L.A. at that time, I remember thinking to myself, why? I was like, Los Angeles? I was like, is really L.A. uh, a major fashion capital? Because it really had never been something that had been explained to me um, as being a fashion capital. I always understood L.A. to be the center for Hollywood, for TV, for film, you know? So fashion wasn't really something that um, was that I considered when I thought about LA, but also I was like a teen who was like eating out of Tyra's hands at this moment. So if she said that it was like a fashion, you know, capital, then I was going to like begrudgingly agree with her. I mean, she did say that it was a more commercial area. Like this was going to be like a different side of fashion as well, which you definitely, we started to see a little bit of that in cycle three. So like, it felt like in cycle four, like the commercialness just was like, 
really cranked up. Like I felt like it was a lot more sponsored. Like the people, it definitely oh felt like gosh. commercial. It definitely so felt sponsored. Because we had like they YJ Stinger. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we had YJ Stinger, Dooney and Burke and Cycle 3. But like this felt very like the first, you know, one of the first shoots is 1-800-Flowers. Like, yes. mean. It's just, it was very commercial. It was very set for LA. I mean, the but the girls were ready to deliver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's just talk through this list of the 14 finalists that we met during this casting. First up, let's talk about Rebecca. She was ready to be married, um, but took a detour to be a top model. And also, we all know about her famous, iconic fainting spell during panel. What did you think of Rebecca? She's, like, so pretty. Like, she had such a pretty American girl look. She was very approachable. Like, you know, she was just, that is exactly what Rebecca's brand was, was to be this uh, approachable Becky. Nailed it. She nailed it. Um, Next, we have Kenya, who during her casting was, you know, she was very, from Compton, she was very proud of it, and she wanted to, show the girls out there that were from Compton that they could do it too. She was going to medical school and dropped out to go to modeling school, which was a great storyline. Yes. Yes. Tyra's top model school for girls. You know, they all learn so much while they're under her watchful eye. Next up, we have Britta, who was the sweet blonde girl. Miss Britta, what do we think about her? Um, there's not a lot to, I don't really remember much about her. She was the first one sent home as well. So, you know, it happens like that. I mean, it happens like that. Next, we have Kaylin, though, who had never watched Top Model before, but she, you know, because she was a small town girl. Um, mm-hmm. Even though she'd never watched the show before, though, she had a really fierce walk. The Jays were living, Tyra was living. Yes, good old Kaylin from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Um, who said that she practiced her modeling walk, walking down the hallways before her mama called her to dinner. What a sweet story. Love her. Um, Next up, we have Brittany, the gorgeous brunette with all the personality. Like, I feel like they really, like, I feel like um, Brittany was there to almost serve as this, young Janice Dickinson type of character you know that real that wild top model and I feel like they really lived for Britney's energy they loved her I was living for her um next person who I was also living for was Tiffany who was returning to compete after being sent home after her iconic bar fight on cycle three were we surprised to see her come back um I was so happy to see Tiffany come back and I feel like you know it really does like work into like the whole storyline of her just kind of um I feel like they were definitely trying to give her a a, a a a swan type of edit this black swan this type of of you know like rough around the edges like piece of coal but through this pressure you know at the end of the competition like she's going to become a diamond was like very much so the way that they were setting up tiffany's storyline for cycle four so i was really really interested um to see her back on the show and i was really happy that she was there and now okay so next we have yuvi from california yuvi's story was that she was in a gang 
she really gave that vibe. She really, yeah, right? <laughs> like, like, that was, like, when they told that story, I was just like, wow, okay. Look, Good for- I'm, clearly, UV's about that life. And she was just all like, let me turn it all around so that I can become a top model. Okay, well, I, she did. I mean, she was gorgeous, so. Absolutely. Let- Let's talk about another icon, Michelle, who was the professional wrestler. She was nerdy. The girls thought she got MRSA during that one part. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Poor thing. Poor Michelle. (laughs) Um, Poor Michelle. Um, Next up, we have Sarah. Sarah was second sent home. There's not a lot to say about her either. She got that weird asymmetrical haircut. They, like, kind of did her dirty, I feel like. Why'd you do that, Tyra? They really, they really did. They said, Sarah, she would like to speak to the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have Naima, who was a dancer. She had the mohawk. She very came in being like, okay, she's like this edgy, racially ambiguous girl that definitely gives off, like, hard editorial vibes. Totally. So gorgeous. Next, we have Brandy with her wig situation that was sewn into her head that Mr. J was living for. Oh, no, she had she had tra- it was um, it was it wasn't this season where she had the wig. It was. Oh, God, what was her name from New York? Uh, oh, what was her name? I can still remember her because she was. Yes, on I remember season. her. Yeah, she no. had this wig sewn in. Yes. Brandy, Brandy had the afro. She had the red afro with the tracks. You know, there were some individual tracks. And actually, Brandy was the person who inspired me to get a sew-in afro when I was a freshman in college because I saw that she had Top model facts. I am living for that. Yeah. Next, we have Tatiana, who is from Hawaii, and she said she sold everything to get to Oahu to be on Top Model. Um, I mean, as someone who previously lived in Hawaii, I'm sure you totally understand how expensive and difficult it is to get back to the mainland. Yeah, no, I understand. She had to spend a lot of money to island top. Man, because it's just all like, we all want to act like Hawaii is just like right off the coast of America, just like hanging off there. But like, Hawaii is far. Maps lie. Maps Maps do lie. You're such a f***ing liar, Camille. And maps really just be lying and making it look like Hawaii is just like really part of the U.S. and hanging out just like right over here by us when she is so much closer to Japan than she is us. is wild. You could fit the whole United States in between. No, more than the United States from California to um, or no, the whole country fits between L.A. to Hawaii. Like you could double America and put it in between and we still wouldn't be at Hawaii. Hello, that's what that's, I'm saying. Like that's mama, geography for you. Far. Um, next up, we have Christina, who definitely was giving her tan girl vibes. Um, and you know, it's 2005. Um, tanning was uh, popular. She said um, she was this, from Florida. You know, and you know, she's from Florida, so yeah. there's that. Um, and then last we have Noelle, the young mom from Marina, Nevada. And she was the girl that stirred all the pot from this uh, Michelle's skin Marissa. bacteria. Her Marissa yeah. scare. Um, who was your favorite in this casting? Um, ooh, I'm probably going to say that my favorite from this casting um, was Tina because, you know, me, I'm always like team black girl and like 
Kenya was like, um, you know, she was like nerdy, but she was like smart and she was like charismatic and like smiley. And I was just like, Kenya reminds me of like one of my cousins. Like she reminds me of like someone who's family. So I immediately was just like very team Kenya. And then I also was like very, very team Naima because I just loved, you know, her like edginess. Like she was presenting herself, you know, very much so to be like this alternative type black girl, which I thought was really, really cool too. So yeah, no, it was definitely, I was like, Kenya, Naima, those are my girls. Same plus Brittany, but that's because I just loved her. Loved her person. Yeah, her personality was great. You know, I mean, and I can listen to her talk, that raspy voice was so good. Well, and I just think, like, the way she walked into a room is something that, like, I, that's just the energy you should enter a room. Like, I think she just did that whole show right. Like, just was like, you should be the loud, if you're not going to be the best, be the loudest. And she nailed it. It's the best advice. Is there anything different from this casting, from any other castings we've seen in the past? It felt really fast and it felt For really real. sad. It felt like that she was really trying to tug at our heartstrings this cycle. Like every cycle is sad, but every girl cried, I feel like. Yes, they were like, please give us the trauma in the first 30 minutes. Why'd you do that, Tyra? Are there any for you? Um, are there any at this moment? Who were your standouts of the contestants that you thought like, okay, I definitely see that girl um, being in the finale? Because I know who my top three were. Um, and they're definitely in, they're actually the list that we just named. For me, it was Naima, Brittany, and Kenya. Those were the three girls that I saw um, going to the end from the top. I actually agree 100%. I mean, I just thought that that was, I didn't necessarily think, I mean, I really wanted Brittany to win, but I guess I was also like, I just like her. I just like wanted yeah. to watch her for all 13 episodes of the show. I mean, it's a great season and she really helped carry it a thousand percent a thousand percent we have so much to cover because this cycle of top model is absolutely fierce so we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we are going to chat with our very first guest of cycle four top three finalists miss kenya hill we'll be right back everyone we are back and we are about to dive into the first episode of cycle four of america's next top model look we like to grow and get bigger and better every single cycle so to kick off the cycle four recap we had to get one extra special extraordinary guest and we knew that we had to get an icon from cycle four so i am so excited to welcome to want to be on top for our premiere episode for Cycle Four finalist, Miss Kenya oh. Hill. Hey, Woo! Kenya! Hi, gorgeous! <laughs> it is so good to see you. I mean, I know um, our listeners can only hear; they cannot see. But for all of you that are listening at home, Kenya is just glowing. She is looking <laughs> beautiful, just like a. Uh, just a fantastic melanated chocolate goddess right now. So um, you should all be really jealous that you cannot gaze upon her beautiful yeah. face. Thank you, love. Thank you. I mean, look who's talking. Are you serious? 
I don't know <laughs> if I can go bare face and serve what you're serving. So I don't want to Oh my hear. gosh. We were talking about this earlier, <laughs> but um, I, first of all, have been a fan for such a long time. And I just have to tell our listeners about when we first um, spoke, which was actually <laughs> a year ago. So to set the scene for y'all, like I was um, filming this uh, um, uh, short film and we were in between scenes. I was tired. It was literally the day after I had won All Stars 5. And I'm taking this nap, you know, like um, literally on this set that's like in this different part, this bed that's in this different part of set in this bedroom. And then I started getting this FaceTime call and I'm just all like, what? From my friend um, Paris. Um, and I was just like, what in the world is he calling me for? And I pick up the phone and it is literally Kenya. <laughs> and I'm literally sitting there gobsmacked thinking to myself, I'm like, am I dreaming? Like I was, I was like, is this Kenya on my phone? And she's like, hey girl. <laughs> I absolutely beat. And what were you guys discussing? I think we were discussing possibly doing a photo shoot and trying to be mm. creative. We have this mutual friend, Paris, who is, he does all things creative with music artists Absolutely. and everyone. He's a great connector. Um, and he was trying to connect us. But I think it's been incredibly busy. I moved here to Miami shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't spoken until today. I know, I know. And it's crazy because I haven't, because obviously because of the pandemic, like I haven't even been to New York, you know, since we had mm -hmm. that conversation. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's so wild. I'm so glad that we can be here today. <laughs> so I just want to hop right into it because the reason why um, I started this podcast is because like A, Love America's Next Top Model, B, um, I just get such, I just love nostalgia. Okay. So whenever we have a guest on, we always, you know, ask them, we're like, okay, let's go back. Cause when cycle four aired, now this is 2005. So I want you to describe for our audience, Kenya at this time, you know, like what stores was Kenya shopping at? Like what music was on her iPod or in her portable CD player? You know, like, uh, 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 who was her celebrity crushes at the time? Like help us, help us. It, it, Understand who Kenya. I was. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, this is such a good question. I have never been asked this question just right off the rip. Such a good question. So oh. from what I can remember, first of all, that Kenya was physically very, awkward i was a super late bloomer okay so 511 mm -hmm. probably about 120 pounds and um just really nerdy like hadn't found my zhuzh yet mm -hmm. you know um and so not the coolest girl well you know what after high school i guess my senior year of high school and college i was a little bit more looking like a model and a little mm -hmm. bit more model-esque um but I was still, when I look back, I'm like, ugh, like, who is this woman? She's a huge nerd, okay? Mm -hmm. The music, I mean, I was going to, I had a full scholarship um, to UC Riverside out in California. I wanted to be a doctor. Very smart, okay? She's yes. smart. Yes. She's intelligent. Okay. Battle facts. The beauty and the brains. Oh, right. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I just, I was just all about, school um I don't think I was very attractive to the opposite sex in terms of just the black community they like a mm -hmm. thick juicy rump 
and yeah. you know all of that, all the fixings, and I just didn't have any of that. So I was just right. focused on school. Okay. Um, what was I listening to? I was definitely listening to Aaliyah. I was listening to a yes. lot of Ludacris at that time. Yeah. And then my huge, huge number one obsession, still obsessed. I wish it would go away. Was with Pharrell Williams and yes. NERD. Oh, Have you seen him lately? He just looks right. so good. He's so good. Pharrell uh, has always just been so damn fine. You know, uh, like so just, handsome. He gets aged in day. No, I know. Like <laughs> I know. Good on you. Let us know what you're drinking, Pharrell. For real, though. It's probably just like water. <laughs> probably just water with some lemon. Right. right. He's like, probably with some lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Were you watching Top Model before you? Um... Oh my gosh. I had watched, yes, I had watched the first two seasons. So my season was actually filming while season three with Eva was, was airing. So I didn't see Eva's season, uh, you know, until Mm -hmm. after I came back home. But I definitely watched the show. And I literally used to get goosebumps when that song, when that's, I used to get goosebumps. And it was like, it was the strangest thing because I I don't really get goosebumps like that unless I'm maybe listening to Beyonce live or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Uh and it just literally would give me goosebumps. And I just told myself, you know, I'm going to be on this show. And I've just, mm-hmm. I've never, especially at that time when I didn't really know who I was, I've never been that way it, in terms of just saying something and manifesting it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about manifestation at that time and like how your passions and and what you can manifest kind of line up and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't know about that. And so, uh, yeah, that's what I went on to the show. And also since I hadn't seen the third season that had already filmed and wrapped, I went into my season thinking, I'm going to be the first black girl to win, not yeah. knowing <laughs> that Eva already won. But I didn't find until after. And then I said, okay, it makes sense. They couldn't yeah. have two black girls back to back. Back to back. Mm. Right. So mm. it made sense. <laughs> but you know what? But you still better go in there. You better go in there, guns and blades. And being like, I'm gonna be the first black. We're like, you better, girl. Like, I'm I going absolutely to. Live. Like that. That's yeah. the type of determination that I love. Top three oh, energy okay. for sure. Very, <laughs> very bad. So, a uh, question: What um, what was the audition process um like? Because I know uh, during this particular uh, season, uh, Tyra she talks about these really long casting lines. Like, did did you have to stand in line? Did you like go there into were... in person casting? Yes. So I, I actually auditioned twice. I sent in a videotape of my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'd seen the first season was like, I'm going to do this. Sent in a, and this was a VHS. Oh my gosh. It yeah. makes me sound 86, but it was a VHS that I had to uh-huh. film and put my, uh, put my runway walk and stuff on and didn't hear uh-huh. anything back. And then was watching Ricky Lake. And uh-huh. they said, do you think you have what it takes to be on America's next time? Model? They're doing a live audition here in LA. So, you know, all the girls in LA think, I'm a model. I can do this. So there were thousands. It's true. There were thousands of girls. Like, wow. I don't know how many thousands. I mean, there were tens of thousands who auditioned across the country. I don't know Uh how many were in LA, but I think I got there at 10 o'clock in the morning and left at 10 o'clock at night. And so there were girls and they were cutting girls throughout the whole day, just kind of cutting girls. Uh And, um, I remember, I remember I got this wink and nod. So the last, I kind of made it to one of the last little 
uh-huh. interview segments and there they had these huge you know rooms we were at some hotel and so we were in some kind of like banquet hall room and they uh-huh. had all the girls line up against the wall all around so we're all seeing each other mm-hmm. and they would add they asked all of us they put a camera in the middle of the room with the three casting directors over in the corner and you have to come into the front of the camera and tell them why should you be picked for america's next top model like what makes you different than every mm-hmm. other girl so i'm at the end of the line okay i'm a, off oh, the wall baby. with everybody but right. i get to watch everybody's whack answers <laughs> so i'm sitting there <laughs> so i'm because it was kind of a you know an advantage to me because i was able uh-huh. to see like mm-hmm. uh, uh, no maybe mm-hmm. this maybe this maybe that yeah. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, when it was my turn, I just figured I'm just going to tell them the truth. Like, I'm just going to tell them why I really think I'm different. And do you guys remember the movie Shallow How? Yes. Mm -hmm. You remember Ugly Duckling Syndrome, which is basically a person who is super attractive Uh and does not, because they were a late bloomer, they have Uh the personality of the ugly person. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. they grow up with ugly duckling syndrome. So they don't uh-huh. even know how gorgeous yeah. they are. So yeah. Um, so I was like, I told them that's pretty much what I didn't tell them the movie. I kind of told them as mm-hmm. if it were my own theory. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have ugly duckling syndrome and I, I you know, I'm into books and I'm into reading and I have a really humble personality. And, you know, I'm not, I may not be the most confident person, but um I my my personality is true to who I am and it's not based on what I look like. Mm-hmm. And um I remember when I walked out, the Michelle Mock, who was one of the, the main casting mm-hmm. director, just mm-hmm. this look she gave me was like almost a wink. It was just mm-hmm. a look of like, that was good. And I just <laughs> felt like yes, yeah. yes. But that went right out the window because it was so many girls who auditioned. I just thought, yeah, what are the odds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then, that was the, that was the main thing that I think it was, but it was definitely a lot of pressure. It was a lot of really beautiful girls, um, but you know they're really smart about these shows. They are intentionally mm-hmm. casting certain personalities, and I didn't know this until probably a couple of years ago that for my season they intentionally cast uh, more nice girls, nicer girls, as opposed mm. to girls who they knew were going to conflict with each other exactly top model facts so we were kind of a bunch of like nice girls that they that they intentionally found because i don't remember i there were little bits and moments of some drama but for the most part we were all friends hanging out like we had a Mm -hmm. it was fun for my season i know everybody doesn't have the same experience um it's I don't like know the if same with drag to- race it is like the same with drag race and here's the thing the girls it, it's i love that we're on like season four now and now you're saying this because the girls on season two were like we were very friendly we you know we really looked out for each other um and then you saw a lot of like the conflict from like the girls in cycle three and it's interesting to hear from like you that you're like oh and then in cycle four like we were really friendly with each other too you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of conflict going on in, in cycle three. There was a lot of between the girls in that house. A lot, for sure. And elbows, it just comes down to you know, the personalities. Brownies. <laughs> Brownies getting cut up, clean your shit, <laughs> like all that. Like, damn. Yeah, we weren't we weren't really we weren't really like that. We were we were a big, like fun bunch. Yes. So cycle three was the last cycle of Antium where they were living in NYC. Um, you know, as we all understand to be the fashion capital of America. So this was the first cycle um, where they stayed in LA after casting. 
So um, you being from California, were you excited to stay in LA or did you want to go to NYC? Jay, I was pissed, okay? <laughs> I, I, was like, what? Uh, I was so excited about being on the show. I was just like, oh yes, I get to go to New York. Like that's, you know, they go uh -huh. to New York. I've never yes. been. I'm like 18, 19 years old. Yes. And we pull up to down the street from where I live. <laughs> I was so mad. You have no idea. I was so mad. And it was it was like um, down the street from, you know, like, God bless these people. But it was right down the street from uh, Skid Row. Oh, yeah, oh, was, oh there were mm -hmm. there are lots of lofts and stuff where I guess people film oh, stuff because maybe mm -hmm. it's cheaper down there to film, you know, but I just felt I, I felt robbed. DTLA was not the destination in 2005 it is now. That is no. for sure. I didn't yeah. hear, but I've heard lots about it. So yeah, it's it made a lot of progress. 2005. Just really? Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's there's yeah. a lot of things happening down there. I love going out downtown. Oh my God, DTLA. But... I mean, there's a Whole Foods down there now, girl. So you know when, you know, when the Whole Foods, when the Whole Foods shows up, that's when you know <laughs> when things are changing in the neighborhood. <laughs> And so, okay, so you guys, you know, you move into the house in LA. And what, and from my understanding was the reason why that they had um, kept y'all in LA for the season was because Tyra was filming her talk show, like as well at the same time. And so versus having to make her like go back and forth, they were like, let's just keep it all like here in LA. Is that, is that you're asking me that or you're telling me that that's what happened? Uh, that was the tea that I had heard from really? one. Yes, I heard that. You know what? Yes. I'm that like, one of those specials. Mm -hmm. But they kept y'all there in LA because Tyra had started doing her talk show at that point. And they were like, you know, it's just like too much going back and forth. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to have a conversation with Tyra. She owes me a trip. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, so, no, Tyra said that it was because LA is so much more commercial. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. right? Exactly. She was like, for me, commercial for me. Um, now, so this question, um, family dynamic, do you have siblings, Kenya? Yes, I'm the oldest of four. Oh, you're the oldest of four. I'm the youngest of, of five. Do you have um, sisters, brothers? I have two sisters and a little brother. Oh, word. So, okay. So you obviously had experience growing up with sisters, but you know, you, you just had to deal with two sisters. What was it like moving into a house with 13 other um, young women at this point? I can only imagine like how confronting that is. Or did it still, or did it feel like a slumber party? The, when I really think back in hindsight, it really did feel like a slumber party. But I know nice. for myself personally, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, I'm, a, I'm a Virgo, okay? And we are incredibly okay, analytical of people, uh -huh. of people's like body language and just mm -hmm. how they speak and how they dress and kind of we just judge and analyze, you know? And at yeah. that time, I wasn't aware of how much. I do that because I've worked on that. You know what I mean? It's just a mm -hmm. trait. It's just a yeah. little trait. Um, yeah. not, it's not like I'm outwardly judging or anything, but you know, yeah. in your mind. You're observing, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very observant. Maybe everyone does, but I know with Virgos, it's turned up a notch. I love my Virgo queens. I love my Virgos. So yeah, Thanks. happy birthday. Thank Virgos you. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that I do remember just seeing, because 
as a Virgo also, we are incredibly focused. We have, I mean, mm-hmm. come on, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, so many other people who are very, uh-huh. very successful are Virgo, you know? Virgos, and it's yeah. for, there's just certain traits and we're super fo- focused. So for this to be something that I really wanted to do and kind of magically somehow manifested this, I was incredibly focused and was not allowing emotions or being soft and stuff like that, allowing that to get in my way. So I was seeing other girls kind of do this Mm -hmm. and I just, and was seeing them just drop and fall off and get eliminated. And Mm so I, I just kind of pushed through that. You know what I mean? I just saw so much, so many of our differences, especially we were all so many different races and stuff, just culturally, we were so different, but, um, but really at the end of the day, like I, I cherish those, cherish those memories I had with those girls. We had a lot of fun. Yes. Now, okay, so you obviously, uh, Maxwell and I were uh, talking about this in our first segment, um, but what were your, wh- because we were sharing our first impressions, what were your first impressions of the other 13 contestants? So we'll just start off with Brittany, because you guys, you know, had a very close friendship on the I show. Hate what was your first, I hate what was your because um, <laughs> like, uh, I hate lying. I despise lying, <laughs> lying. So I want to be honest. And I'm like, yes. yeah, I'm going to have to be honest here. So Brittany, I thought was fabulous. I thought during the semifinals, I was, I thought for sure. Because, you know, we went from 10,000 girls, I think, yeah. to for the semifinals, it went down to 35 girls. I thought it was going to be hundreds of girls. So they went from thousands to to 35. And that's when I really started sizing up the girls. When I first saw Brittany, I thought she's definitely going to be picked and chosen to be on the show. She's Mm -hmm. taller than me. I'm 5'11". Okay. Mm -hmm. She's like six foot or six one full of personality. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when she's in the room. Okay. (laughs) And just like vibrant and just friendly and relatable. And so Mm -hmm. I, I definitely knew she was going to make it. I knew Naima was going to make it because she just, she had that Mohawk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, she's edgy. edgy. (laughs) Very edgy. (laughs) Um, and I think those are the only two girls. And then in terms of when we got into the actual house, I feel like maybe I felt kind of bad for Michelle. Michelle's the one who mm-hmm. had the, yeah, the Ipatite um, Ipatago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not you doing this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking about them trying to cover it up. Just like Raja in there with the sponge. Like, mm. right. Um, I felt bad for her because I just felt, feel like she just had, she was easily bullied by everyone else, you know, yeah. kind of insecure. And she's, she's, she's awesome now. I've seen how she's doing now. She's, she's great, but we were all so young. This is why you can't really judge us from watching this kind of stuff from oh, 17 years so ago. Young. And and to, to think about, cause I think about, you know, kind of like the dynamic between the girls and like, uh, Michelle, kind of like when she had the Infantigo like break out and everyone's going nuts. They're all like, oh, it's a mass eating virus. They're all going to die. And then everyone calls Tiffany's grandma. Tiffany's grandma's like, y'all need a hobby. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> y'all doing too much. Oh my God. It was horrible. There's a meme video. There's all kind of videos that come and haunt us all. Of oh, all God. of our horrible ways. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. so I mean, funny. Speaking of Tiffany, um, I mean, I absolutely have to ask about, um, you know, the Tiffany 
moment that has become so unbelievably iconic. <laughs> like you be, like Beyond. was that really? Did you really feel like Tyra? Did, like did Tyra just really just like go off? She just snapped. You she know? really did, and I'm going to tell you the confirmation after I tell you about the experience. I'm going to tell uh-huh. you the confirmation as to why I think that really was a spontaneous, it wasn't a scripted plan uh-huh, thing. Okay. Uh-huh. Like I, we all got confirmation. Um, so when it happened, first of all, Tiffany is just the kind of person that's just like, you're not about to sit up here and humiliate me. Mm-hmm, and she felt like mm-hmm. the challenges, she was taking them personal. Like you trying mm-hmm. to make, you're trying to make me look bad. You're trying to make me yeah. look stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so by the time we had gotten to that one, uh, which we had we had already had a whole bunch of other humiliating challenges. Mm-hmm. I think she was just fed up and just that was a teleprompter she, one, right? Yeah, yeah. The can teleprompter. you say magnetic? <laughs> can you say legendary? <laughs> um, but yes, like it was it was humiliating kind of for all of us, and I'm really good uh-huh. at reading. You know what yeah. I mean? But I still, it, it was a challenge. Mm. I intentionally tried to like trip mm-hmm. us up a little bit. Um, I don't think that she deserved what happened in the manner that mm-hmm. it which, happened yeah. because everybody deals with loss and failure mm-hmm. in a different way. Just because she didn't yeah. like cry or get get dramatic you know i think that shows to pay a little bit of strength maybe she gave up you know maybe but that's on her you know what Uh i mean Mm -hmm. and when tyra went off i was just so surprised because every other moment before that one was tyra the brand you know like tyra like the relatable cheery fierce (laughs) spice you know so it just very much so felt like whoa it was just so intense and so after that moment was over you know not a lot of people know this but panel that whole situation is in the house and it's not like you drive to elimination it's behind the kitchen okay (laughs) because there's a big loft a big huge loft that they uh built the walls uh and stuff uh so the editing room for that was downstairs and right after that elimination probably about an hour later we're all chilling in the house and we hear them playing the footage in the editing room over and over and over. Not editing it, but just watching just it. Watching it. <laughs> so Damn. I knew when that happened, no, this was not scripted. You know what I mean? Like that would have been shipped uh-huh. off the tire and ready to go. Like, but these people right. are in disbelief watching this explosion. Right. So I Damn. think it was real. God, I'm, cause he, this, I was literally about to ask you, and this is so funny because I was about to be like, did you hear the sounds of her screaming quiet Tiffany echoing in your ears when you went to sleep that night? But you literally were. I they literally were did. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, that is so iconic. But we are going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, we are going to start talking about these photos from Psycho 4 with Miss Kenya Hill. We'll be right back. So we are back and we are talking with top model finalist, Kenya. Now, Kenya Cycle 4 gave us lots of legendary moments from panel to the photo shoots, to the trip to South 
Africa, uh, <laughs> you were a part of some of the most iconic moments of this cycle. So I want to chat with you about some of these fantastic photo shoots. So first off, let's just go with the 1-800-Flowers <laughs> photo shoot that you did at Griffith Park. Um, this photo, oh my gosh. Stunning. First of all, you're, you have one of the prettiest jawlines I have just like ever seen oh, in my life. And thank it's just you. like, oh, it was so stunning. And just like in this photo, just like everything about it is just like, mm, your poise, like that slight like lift in the chin, just like everything about it is just like so like regal. And you really do look like that bitch. Now, <laughs> uh, question. Um, how was it posing with all of these dogs? Was it was it as challenging as it appeared? Not at all. Not at all. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that in some kind of diva way, but each dog had, um, and thank you, by the way, for saying that. I, I really appreciate that. It's one of my oh, favorite okay. photo shoots. Um, so good. But the, each dog had their owner there with like the treat or whatever. So all of the dogs, they're all very, poised and yeah. just kind of you know just sitting there it's not like i had to control these dogs oh, yeah. all mm -hmm. going in different because that would have been a whole different photo right. <laughs> and um and i just um i liked what i was wearing um and it's yeah. so funny because as a model it we are literally just the canvas and the hanger. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like we have no say in what we're wearing, but it, mm -hmm. if you like what you're wearing, it really does affect your confidence mm -hmm. and how you move. Mm -hmm. It makes a huge yeah. difference. So, um, Cause I, it was, you're serving such a, to me, you look like the, you look like the other Banks sister, like Kenya Banks, <laughs> you know, it's like you, Ashley and Hillary and Kenya's up here, you know, with all her dogs, like just very serving, just very well, black mean, wealth. Black, <laughs> very black wealth, I like that. Yes. Um, I like that, it should be on a shirt. It's giving very black wealth, okay? Yeah. I, I like that. that. Come on, okay, I'm sending you some. Yes. Um, so I, I personally, I love that shoot because I, you know, Tyra said that uh, that was the first click of the camera. Like I didn't even mm -hmm. have to use. Yeah. I think any we had 70 film. frames. I didn't have to use any of the other frames. And so that yeah. was impressive for to me that I was able to uh -huh. do that. Yes, absolutely. I liked during the episode too, you, uh, you also asked somebody if it was hard and they said yes. So it's... They were like, yeah, it's hard. And I'm not going to lie to you either. And you were like, oh, damn. So it's good to know that you uh, thought it was really effortless. Because I think it was Tiffany that told you it was really hard. So. Oh, wow. She was like, for you. Right. Because, you know what, honestly, and I know this now because, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll talk to you about it later. My post-coaching mm -hmm. course that I do uh, with mm -hmm. aspiring models. But it really is true that. I guess another reason why it was easier to me is that like the more props and stuff you have going on, mm -hmm. the more you can like serve when you're posing, when you're modeling with just your body mm -hmm. and you got to like create shapes and angles and get uh -huh, dimension uh -huh. and like hit the light, then it's different. But we've got dogs, the flowers, we got a man over here. I know where the yeah. lighting is and the photographer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, toss them yeah. Hat and call it a day. Top model facts. So it was, it was, uh, it was easy for me in that sense that there was already so much going on. Yes. Okay. So we have to take a moment to talk about this iconic panel. 
Um, because this is this is the moment where Rebecca fainted um, in the middle of her critique. Like I, I like it's so wild to me because I'm like you know I know that people have discussed about how long those panels are, and I'm just so like. How wild is it that it was actually like in the moment where she was being critiqued <laughs> that this happened, you know? Because it's like, it starts off because they were actually kind of like giving her a critique and it looked like, you know, she's like rolling her eyes at it almost. And then Homegirl just really fully, it was lights out. Lights out. But what, I what knew... was going through your mind when that happened? Okay, well, let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you exactly what was going through my mind because I, I, first of all, it is really hot on those sets. Mm-hmm. it's there's so many lights on lights. you um and you're standing and you're already maybe you know uh sweating and nervous because you're getting critique mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad mm-hmm. like maybe it's already mm-hmm. a heightened situation in the body um and mm-hmm. so the when she <laughs> there are a couple of things that went through my head when she fell back my first thought was dang she can't handle the the critique (laughs) and then i thought and then i kind of thought back too because the thud was so loud and she fell back stiff like a board like board board. it wasn't like she fainted i had never seen someone just flat out you know Uh and then you know when we found out that everything was okay and this is a condition that happens to her like Mm -hmm. occasionally Mm -hmm. in her life um You know, and then it was crazy that her weave braids the tracks saved her life. Girl. <laughs> saved her life. They I mean, they don't call it a protective style for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she made like a lot of can you believe jokes about that afterward? Like, can you believe that saved oh, right. my, oh my God. Can you <laughs> believe that saved me? Yeah. I don't right. know. I don't know. She didn't she was not a very um she didn't have that much um why am I voluntarily offering this information? Um, she didn't make, she wasn't the one to like sit around and make jokes. She was yeah, more so uh-huh. like by the book, girl next door, mm-hmm. American flag. I got that. Yeah, go. Her, her yeah, story really was that. like, I'm going to get married. JK. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to take a break from married life and become a model. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, right. Temporarily. Temporarily. She's probably married now. Actually. I should see. She's probably yeah. here. I was about to say, do you still keep in touch? But I think we got that answer. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's not like intentionally. It's just that, you know, yeah. sometimes I connected with a little more on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely keep in touch with Brittany. Um, yeah. UV. Um, <laughs> Kaylin sometimes via Instagram. But mm-hmm. it's nice. Like we've literally yeah. had like the craziest experience together. So. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally get that. And it's funny that you're talking about UV because our next photo, because I want to I want to ask you a theme <laughs> on this, because the next photo shoot that we have is, I love this. This was when you guys were um, doing the astrological signs and you were um, assigned Taurus. Um, how were you feeling when you were just like, damn, why can't I be Virgo? I, I, I felt a way. For sure. Right, I definitely right. felt a way. Um, Is that a Just trait of being time. a Virgo to feel a type of way about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of the whole thing. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I felt, you know what? It goes again back to that focus that I had, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what you threw my way. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to kill this. I have to, yeah. 
I have yes. to. And so, um, what did you feel was like the most challenging part of the suit? Because the shoot, because I know you know you guys were suspended, kind of on these wires, and you're supposed to kind of be like weightless, but still like your foot coming in contact with this uh, like Greek column. Like, what was that like? Um, I actually like it. I don't know how I really got into that pose that I was in, but it felt so high fashion mm -hmm. that I mm -hmm. just. I felt like, yes. okay, you better raise that toe, arch that foot, yes. you know, Absolutely. arch it, mm -hmm. hook that, you know, curve yes. that back, baby. Yes. So I, I definitely felt, you know, that it was that, that uh, top model was my first experience of actually doing big, huge production mm -hmm. photo shoots. So yeah, exactly. that was like the first shoot where actually the very first, first photo shoot with the, when we were aliens in front of the cop cars and stuff. That also mm -hmm. felt like very high fashion, but that pose was was more, um, you know, of a couture. Yes. Like, that curved back. You know, yes. that curved back, Those that rounded toe, the, shoulders, yeah, face, everything. Yes. So yeah, I, was, I thought now, it was fat. This was now we there was a lot kind of going on during set in this, you know, with Brandy. You know, Brandy was like having like a lot of <laughs> a lot of moments like during this one, particularly because she was just like, they don't know what to do with my hair. She was just like really was do you feel like, you know, on set it was like a challenge constantly, like with with Brittany, or was that something that felt like heightened for the show? Or do or was she, you know, truly with Brandy, um, uh -huh. I, well, I think that it's a mix of things. I feel like you cannot come on to the, into this competition or into any photo shoot, whether it's on the show or mm -hmm. not, complaining mm -hmm. yeah. and um, being negative. And yeah. she a lot of times had a negative tilt on things. Um, but in that particular situation, that is an annoying thing that happens in the industry often. And this was years ago. So I think things have improved for the most mm -hmm. part. But yeah having some having getting onto a set and feeling like you know that's like having to like help people relate that's like having a certain skin complexion and you're going mm -hmm. to um you know go into a makeup artist and mm -hmm. whether you're black or not the makeup artist cannot find mm -hmm. your foundation shade mm -hmm. and just doesn't know what to do with it and like creatively yeah. you can see that she's struggling with it and you're about to go home based on your whole look so yeah, if you're not feeling uh -huh. confident in your in your makeup or your hair you mm -hmm. know so especially when it comes to our hair it's like okay well let's yeah, hire important. some other women of color who are going to know how to do our hair yeah and yeah. Uh, that way we won't have any problems creatively or saving me for last because mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. i mean you don't exactly. know what to do or you're scared yeah. so uh -huh. that that is a frustrating thing but she was she was negative at times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, okay, as somebody who was there on this day, do you feel that UV actually had the worst photo in America's Next Top Model history? No, I do not. And I feel so bad. I feel so bad because right? UV's a really pretty girl. I feel really, so but at the same time, the show is political. And if they need somebody to go home, they know mm. how to prove uh, through editing to the mm -hmm. audience that you mm -hmm. should go home. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They don't want America yeah. to feel like the person is going home shouldn't go home. They exactly. want to kind of psychologically kind of trick you the whole episode. Mm -hmm. By the time mm -hmm. they go home, it's like, I knew she was going to go home. She should have went home. Right. And it's not exactly. fair because she had 70 whole frames. And mm -hmm. I know that was not the best shot. 
Hello. And I yeah. think they were just trying to eliminate. Like, because I mean, even as a viewer, um, and this is no offense to her because I also really love this character, but when Tyra said that um, at panel, I immediately went back to Kelly's Levi jeans photo shoot where they're all topless, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that kind of like weird bubble, <laughs> like, and I was like, yes. no, you cannot tell me that that was better than what UB is serving up here with her little fish pose. I was like, I, I was like, I remember just being in high school and being like, I don't know. It just doesn't, <laughs> I'm not buying it. I'm like, y'all were just there last season. We saw Kelly's Levi jeans shoe. Come on. That's hilarious. And this is a sexy pose to bring your arms up like this. Yeah, and then you're showing cool. curves in your little, yeah, little she neck. had a little Catch swerve me. in the body with the, with the nut. Yeah. She's looking up at the light being all dreamy. It's so. sexy. Yeah, it's messed up. As someone who's a double Pisces, I'm like, get it. <laughs> it's right. all right. I feel bad. I feel bad that that's that she goes out with the worst photo, and it's right. like I know. I'm no, sure. Like, we'll just... I'm sure they've updated that. This they've done yeah. 20 more seasons since seasons, this one. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure that there's been a worse, worse Someone photo else is than taking that her photo. Place. Yeah, like yes. <laughs> one of them boys. They could probably yes, take yeah, one, sure of boys. one of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so I next up, we have one of the most legendary and questionable photo shoots that have ever happened in America's Next Top Model history. The Got Milk photo shoot, where y'all all had to switch your ethnicities and you were made to look Korean. Um, question, did, did any of, on, on set, were any of y'all like, Mm. honestly no that's such a good question no we were mm -hmm. for one you got to think we were all super young and mm -hmm. may not understand political correctness it was a different and time then, too mm -hmm. you know and then number two we were all so nervous as to what the next photo shoot is gonna be and hopefully mm -hmm. i get a race that i can pull off it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like this inappropriate like weird thing um and we were just in a different time. We are so mm -hmm. much more sensitive these days to every single thing. So that mm -hmm. wouldn't have never flown in the past five mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. you know, nor some other things that have gone on on the show. And so yeah. it's oh, just well, we know. completely, you know what I mean? Um, uh -huh. So it's just a completely different time, which mm -hmm. is what makes those seasons of Top Model just classic you know in a boat classic. at a certain time yes time capsule of culture yeah. that's what that's what's beautiful about this show because it is like a time capsule of culture pop culture fashion you know all the things that were happening um at the time i absolutely love your photo is so 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 stunning and not Thank to you. be this person that's like well my korean friend kim Chi said that she too also <laughs> loves that photo of you <laughs> but it's true it's absolutely true also oh, um just so you know kim Chi <laughs> will randomly just send me pictures of you and be like look at how pretty kim is like no, legitimately uh, like on instagram yes kim no, loves you uh, yeah no. kim be stalking the girls oh <laughs> uh, that that makes my heart warm that's so yes. sweet she's a huge top model fan too we used to spend so many time so much time working on our drag together making outfits just binge watching seasons of top models so we've watched season four together so many times i'm gonna dm so her many. 
I'm gonna yes. DM her. She'll die. <laughs> and then DMs. Get, and, oh my God, she will. She, uh, she's gonna be like, what? She's like, is this real? <laughs> I'll be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, our next shoot that we have um, is the Seven Deadly Sins uh, photo shoot, um, which for me is like right up there with like the tar- tarantula photo shoot, that, that kind of, um, what's the show that was on at the time? Fear factor quality of kind of like, you know, doing something that's going to really make y'all just like feel uncomfortable, like putting you six feet under in a grave, yeah. you know? Um, I, I mean, I feel like these things really are like, you know, planned pretty well, like ahead, but like, do you think that like production was like, you, do you think that they were just like, yes, when they found out the news about Kaylin's friend? I, I don't did think it feel so. Like they were sensitive. Did, did it feel like I they don't, were sensitive? I don't think so. I definitely think it was, I think that particular photo shoot was pre-planned. Uh, yes. Um, because it's just, well, for one, I did see Jay Manuel did a, an, an interview where he was saying, <clears throat> you know, how he has the paperwork showing the dates of when they plan certain photo shoots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I also just think that it's almost would have been like inhumane to mm-hmm. like, yeah. to plan all of that for one mm-hmm. person to maybe not do so well or be freaked out. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, totally agree with that. Um, because in production, you know, you do totally have to plan these things out. You've got to have the location figured out. You know, yeah. you got to have certain things. Especially for something like that. Vibe. Yeah. Where right. you're going into a There's, grave and like. Right. Yeah, you got to permission from the graveyard. You know, you got to make sure that they have the proper hole dug. But um, I, it's like, it, it's definitely like one of those situations where I'm thinking too, like, yes, this was pre-planned out. But then the situations with the situation with Kaylin, I'm, I'm. In my mind, I'm sure they were like, "Wow, we couldn't have planned a better shoot for this week." Like, right? I mean, they really couldn't. I mean, there were seven <laughs> girls left. It's a seven deadly sin shoot. If this had happened right. when there were eight girls left, this probably would not mm-hmm. have made nice such an impression. Right. Yes. Um, okay. And so, our, during this panel, uh, the girl they they made y'all do some pretty wild tests that were to simulate situations that real models find themselves in. Did you find these at all helpful, or were you just all like, okay, I'm gonna go through the good old rigmarole just because? With all the challenges that they gave us in yeah, general. Um, I mean, it's general, or yes, even for this one, for the. Do for I the, feel like what was the challenge for that one? Um, for this one was, what was the situation that they were in Maxwell, the, the scenarios that they gave the girls? Oh my gosh. It was a good one. That's, I mean, I'm like, that's why right? I, I want to talk about it, but I mean, there was one where like you had to wear a burlap sack. Yes. I mean, you know like, I, I, like model, that, that trip, model through the burlap sack. And I coming down the stairs, but I still, I still pushed through. She said, hey. Um, I think, I think that. It's funny. Gosh, you are asking some amazing questions. Like, I have to tell you that. Like, all the questions you ask me, I've never been asked before in all these years. Um, But I think that um, some of them definitely I learned from, like that burlap sack one, you need to be able to 
murder the runway when you yeah. walk down mm-hmm. in whatever mm-hmm. you're wearing. So that yeah. that was like, you know, definitely a push for me. And I had a lot, I still do had, um, but I had confidence in my walk. So I just felt like, mm-hmm. okay, this isn't phasing me really. Um, and then also the challenge, damn it. Like I, that was a huge <laughs> learning lesson because I, I, I really did see how hers was cut, more couture. And I didn't know uh-huh. really that, that angle of fashion mm-hmm. at that point. Um, so mm-hmm. that was very helpful. A lot of the challenges are really helpful. I, I feel yeah. like this, yeah. was, you know? this particular panel, you were asked questions like you were like being asked at a press conference questions and they in particular asked you to pick your nose, which I was like, <laughs> oh, Does, yeah. is this helpful? Did she, did she <laughs> learn from this? So I thought that, so hold on. Cause maybe there's a misunderstanding. So I thought you were talking about just the challenges that we get like before we do the photo shoots but you mm-hmm. mean like the little challenges at panel at panel yes yeah no, i mean it's ridiculous. great to know both are yeah. you, those, those benefits are ridiculous but... i'm so sorry I thought no you that's okay challenges so oh. um but you know what even though they, they asked me to pick my nose and i remember doing it i wanted to show them like i have a personality and yeah that's not going to phase me. And like, I don't know, maybe right. I do something like this because some celebrities are right. like that. Like, I don't right. care. You right. know, get, get the a shot. moment. Yes, get it. Exactly. Get, get, like, the give them a the moment, talking. whatever. Yeah. And so they, they told me that that maybe would not have been the most, um, like, proper thing to do as a model, but they commended me on just being comfortable yeah. enough to be like, whatever. But yeah, yeah most of like- them are ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, moving right on along, the next photo shoot that we have to talk about is um, we just have to talk about your trip to South Africa. And uh, so, you know, as we know, all the models take a trip, you know, they go to a fashion capital in the world. And so y'all went to South Africa. Now, what was your experience in South Africa like? What was that? What was that like for you? It was so beautiful. It was amazing. I always had wanted to, you know, go there, but I thought that maybe I wouldn't go until I was in my 40s with my family and save yeah. up to go on this trip. So to be able yeah. to go at 19, I felt like, wow, and for free and on a TV show, uh-huh. it's amazing. Yeah. So so the whole thing was amazing. And um, I, I was really blown away because the media, not to super bash the media, but like as a 19 year old person, um, the media really painted South Africa, all of Africa to just be like so underdeveloped that I really thought I was excited to go, but I really thought I didn't know what to expect. Like, Mm -hmm. are there going to be any actual homes or are they going to be in huts? Like what, like, and it really Mm -hmm. was not my fault that, you know, I'm just being honest at, what I saw from what How I see on the news, portrays and Africa. Mm-hmm. Save the Children commercials, they just literally painted to be so bad. And I went and it was gorgeous. It was so yeah. beautiful. Some of those beautiful homes. Our hotel was amazing in this little um, cove right near Tabletop Mountain. I don't know if you guys uh-huh. know where that is, but it's this huge mountain that is at the top, just completely flat like a table yeah. and just gorgeous. It was amazing. Yes. Okay. So... What would you say was your favorite photo shoot from that trip? Because you guys had, y'all had the, um, you guys all had your animals that you were assigned for the I don't know if I had any, I don't know if I had any favorite photo shoots once we got to Africa. We had the animals. Mm -hmm. 
which they had already at this point decided to because I'm telling you these shows they psychologically mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. the viewer to lean a certain uh -huh. way mm -hmm. and so it was super shady for a seven deadly sins they gave me gluttony. gluttony then we get to Africa and we're doing the animals and out of the whole damn animal kingdom I get the <laughs> elephant I get the elephant out of the whole um, damn animal the same. I get, right. I get the freaking elephant. Why'd you do that, Tyra? And then even on the photo shoot where it was for the Caress commercial with the three guys, uh -huh. um, even for that one, I remember producer telling the stylist, make sure you roll her shirt up and make it um, like a, a crop top, top situation. Mm-mm. Like intentionally, knowing that I had put on a pound or two. So it was just, it was just like I, I saw, you know. And then when yeah, they, when I, I saw them editing everything too, it was just like, wow, they really made me seem like a fat whale. Yeah, so, and as a fan, I could see that because I will never forget too um, on the Lubriderm shoot as they're making all these comments about, you know, Ty was like, you know, they really had to retouch your stomach, Kenya, you know. Um, you really got to suck it in. And like, they literally just showed this one shot of you literally just like relaxing your stomach for a moment and then added that boing, 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 boing in there. And I was like, <laughs> so messed up. I was like, and I was like, the skinniest of girls, everybody sucks it in. And everybody has that moment where they relax for a second before they suck it back in. Like, and, yeah, for sure. And then a lot Touché. of the angles, a lot of the video angles they showed were of me walking on the beach. And you're, uh -huh. you're first of all, I'm thinking this is not footage they're actually going to use. We're just walking from the one area to uh, where we're going to uh -huh. chill on the beach. I'm thinking they're really going to use the footage at the beach. Um, and also the bikinis were the swimsuits. <laughs> the swimsuits are were not made how the swimsuits are made now. You can get away with a lot more now. If you get that little mm -hmm. stringy little situation uh -huh. that just kind of hangs on at the side, it's not cutting yes. into anything. That I had an elastic, some kind of elastic <laughs> situation, muffin top on the sides, a little spillage in the yeah. front. It was horrible, but I was I, I really just looked bloated, to be honest. It wasn't like yeah. you know, this over-the-top situation. Um but yes, but yes, they, you know, they edited me pretty horribly. Storyline, we all know how that works. <laughs> Someone who's been <laughs> on reality TV, you know, you're like, okay, story, you know. Right. And, and you're winning now, you look too. great. Holy oh, thanks, sugar. I mean, when you oh, came wow. on, I was totally blown away. So, oh, yes. I, I really appreciate that, babe. Thank you. So last up, we have the iconic cover girl shoot. So I just have to ask you, was this as dreamy and unbelievable of an opportunity as it feels to be able to go and shoot, say that I did something and I was like doing a shoot for a potential cover girl ad? Yeah, actually, you like, I am not kidding when you are, when I tell you that you are asking the, uh, the most awesome questions because I haven't even thought about the cover girl photo shoot in years. Yeah. Um, but the shoot, it definitely was dreamy, but it also was, it was a mix of like feeling like, okay, it's only two other girls that I need to knock out of the way. And I got mm -hmm. this. And then another mix of just feeling, yeah, like this is unreal. Like I'm in the top yeah. three and, you know, but I, I don't know. It, it was definitely very dreamy. 
Very oh my dreamy. gosh. And absolutely, you look so beautiful and adorable. Your smile is just so beaming. But Love you the know, hair. That picture is so retouched. They shaved my teeth down. They made my hairline look like one long, <laughs> one straight track. No edges, just one shot straight across. Right. They, they, they said, retouched the hell out of them. But but that's what CoverGirl was off was giving, I guess, at the uh-huh. time. CoverGirl yes. was giving that one track hairline. <laughs> now, um, when it came to the final um, decisions for the final um, catwalk, were you just were you surprised um, by the decision for the final two to be Kaylin and Naima? Um, I really was. I really was shocked. Um, like, you know, when I get eliminated, basically, right? Mm-hmm. I was incredibly mm-hmm. shocked because I just, I saw, I, I I had a lens for what the actual modeling industry is. I knew that Naima was pretty good, but Kaylin really wasn't offering much personality. You guys don't get to see, like, how models how the girls are handling photo shoots and challenges mm-hmm. other than what you see on TV. Kaylin was, exactly. and not to knock Kaylin at all, but I love her, but mm-hmm. she was really, really insecure. She would have moments of being really nervous. She would um, get like hives and rashes from being so nervous and then Ooh. never coming out of a photo shoot feeling like I rocked that. She never gave me the yeah. winner. She never gave yeah. me that vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because she just she just felt like a, a shy kind of insecure girl. Mm-hmm. So that I definitely was surprised. And then yeah. also, baby, when you are making it through every elimination, like by the time mm-hmm. you get to the last three, you you think you won. You're, right, you're, ready, exactly. you're ready to go. You're ready to take your yeah. bag, you, you know, your, your winnings and go. Yeah. And so right. it was just a shock. It was a shock mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, well. I I can only imagine how sickening you would have been in that finale runway water moment. With and you know what's crazy? Pump. I did that. I did that photo shoot. I did that walk. Yeah, don't the top. We, it just everybody goes there. right. The last five girls, yeah, for for confidentiality for the area, the region that we're in, oh. they make us all walk. Top model facts. So, so you did get to feel the fantasy. I, I felt it. I walked on the water, baby. Yes. <laughs> was, did it feel it like sickening. everything? It was sickening. And you know what was the most, what was the best thing I'll never forget is that when I was in the very back after I did my walk, um, Miss J came to the back. And said, we wanted you to win. Can you say say legendary? We wanted you to win. So someone else, like, so I guess the majority wanted me to win, but... What the powers that be who called the shots, yeah. But that was Mm -hmm. nice to hear that. That was nice to hear that at that moment. That was nice. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to put this out there. If anybody has... Um, that footage on the cutting room floor from Kenya's finale walk. You won't be ruining any confidentiality. We already know who won um, right. cycle four. So if y'all just want to, <laughs> you know, like drop that um, on YouTube. Um, if any of the fans want to start a petition, like I want to see it. Or like, if you have it and want to send it to us, you could email it at, to us at beontop at gmail.com. And I yes. will download that zip file containing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
that is actually all the time that we have for this segment. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to chat more with Kenya. We'll be right back. Still here chatting with our girl, Kenya Hill, finalist from Top Model Cycle for, okay, so now it's June 2005. Top Model has just aired. What's next for Kenya? Where did you go? What did you do? Um, so I, I was in college when I went you know, audition for the show. Um, but I left school because I figured I needed mm-hmm. to pursue my dream. So I packed yes. up, moved to New York. Um, and then, you know, got signed to elite models and have been modeling and acting and now um, model coaching, post-coaching. Yeah, And, um, it has been crazy living, yes. I mean, living all of my twenties in New York and, traveling the world and meeting fabulous people and figuring out who I am. It's, it's been a really beautiful journey and it's crazy that I'm still doing interviews about top model. People uh, really like this show (laughs) and I'm so humbled and flattered that people remember me still, you know, like, Oh yeah, absolutely. You're an iconic character. <laughs> yeah. Do you, people, uh, you know, I imagine people stop you all the time and talk to you about Yeah, being like Kenya. pretty much every day. Pretty much every yeah. day. It blows me away. My family too. It, we're all surprised, you know? It's yeah. kind of it's it it's crazy to live on, girl, because we still be streaming. We still be watching. I you still know, streaming. even some 16 years later. Now, a question. <laughs> were you um were you asked to do All Stars? I was never asked to do All-Stars. I actually did a tour before they started doing All-Stars. I did a tour with Eva, Takara, Mercedes, Mm -hmm. um, and a few, like eight other girls. We did a tour Mm -hmm. from New York to um, LA, hitting all the cities, Mm -hmm. signing, you know, autographs and stuff. Um, It was like a mini version, I guess, of All-Stars. They said that we were Mm -hmm. the favorites. Um, And then they came out with All-Stars. And I'm glad they, they never asked me. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with being third place and mm-hmm. you know like Brie went on there and they they cut her hair which her hair was like making her money so and was like gorgeous her and they did they did her dirty for that because you're like first of all and then a black her. woman with hair like Brie's you know you're like that's oh. that's a long time that is a journey to get all of that that hair and then they gave her this yep. soccer mom ass haircut like yeah. uh-huh. they really did go in there and fuck with and her she, bag yeah and she got yeah and she got eliminated early and so yeah. it was kind of for nothing so yeah mm-hmm. it's you know that like i just i'm happy with you know but i will tell you this if they came out with something now baby baby I'm at the front of the line. I would love to. I would love to see who else is still modeling and yeah. compete with whoever is still do, dipping it and doing oh, it. Oh my gosh. I would love I would love that so much. The fans would love that so much. 
<laughs> also, if y'all want to see an all-star season now of Top Model, please send in your cast favorites to be on toppod at gmail.com. Because <laughs> I know why I'd love to see you. Love to see um Naima. I would love to see who else would I love to see? I would love to see Mercedes. Oh, Ancho. Ancho is so um, gorgeous. I would love, I, oh my God, Natasha. who else would I love to see? Uh, Natasha. Natasha. <laughs> Good old Natasha. Some people have war in their countries. Um, <laughs> she put Brittany right in her place. I live for that all the time. She's like, girl, <laughs> come on now. Can you say legendary? She's like, you mad over a taxi. She's like, people die. Think about that. Like, <laughs> she's like, you're on this reality show where you're being a model. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, because you, you did speak briefly um, about doing some acting. How have you been enjoying getting those acting gigs? Like, how they, has that been? Well, I've kind of stopped pursuing it because you need to, like, eat, breathe, and sleep acting um and that is not like i'm good at it i've booked Mm -hmm. some awesome roles i had um some Mm -hmm. guest starring roles on new girl on fox Mm -hmm. um a few independent films um and uh probably some other stuff i'm not not really i mean the residual checks are lovely Mm -hmm. but i'm just not i'm not you know into the the craft i i just am fed up with having to go to a room and have someone else decide if I'm getting a check or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Modeling did that enough for me. Looking at me yeah. and like what I'm offering uh-huh. and it might uh-huh. be eating depends on you. Like yeah. I kind of rather it be on my own skill or something else yeah. that I'm offering or inspiring, mm-hmm. influencing someone else. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just Hell like, yeah, yeah I, I am much more, I am like in the perfect place right now with my post coaching course um which is called find your light and it's just um yeah so let's talk about that a little bit more so yes you are doing your find your find your light modeling workshops can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that yes so um i'm i'm super just happy about it it's my baby it's find your light and so um i started in 2017 and i'm basically teaching models every single thing they need to know to get started in the modeling industry and get signed by a modeling agency so i teach them posing techniques from head to toe how to master their facial expressions how to find an agency where they are how to submit how to build their portfolio how to do their digitals their comp cards their social media building their confidence. And then I'm there for them as a mentor after. So they can literally text me like, is this photographer any good? What do you think? And, you know, text me. Um, And it's just the most fulfilling thing because I know how it feels to want to be a model, but it's like this mystery job that you don't know how to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I, and it, it just brings me so much joy to help other people Mm -hmm. like lay it all out for them super clear this is what you need this is the kind of pictures no this is your market and it's crazy because some people don't even know their market like everyone's not victoria's secret model yeah exactly people are more commercial print you know Mm -hmm. um but i I work with aspiring models bloggers fashion enthusiasts um, musicians mothers teachers if you need to get your groove back 
You want to yes. learn how to pose, baby? <laughs> yes, you better find your light. Come on. Yeah. So if they, if they, if anyone is interested, I will just do a little shameless little, little uh, oh, absolutely. name drop. Um, so my Instagram is at kenya.hill. And then my website is findyourlighttoday.com. And yes. you can literally go to my Instagram and just DM me and say that you're interested. And then I would set up a consultation, and, you know, talk to you, see what your goals are. And then boom, I have so many models who have gotten signed. Three of my models just got signed last month. So I'm yes. like, yes, you hear that? Kia is out here promising results. Y'all she got results, she's baby. results for the girls. Not you know? only promising. Results making them happen because uh, absolutely I, I needed you when I was 16 because I went to modeling school and I was fed a lot of false promises <laughs> and um obviously I, I just don't understand how Barbizon really didn't um I don't know how they're still standing modeling career. <laughs> because people like me in Aurora <laughs> Illinois get their mommies <laughs> to be think I have talent and uh, I actually have his, his headshot on my fridge like I have his no. headshot his modeling headshot on my fridge it's great it's iconic get <laughs> out I want to see it somebody take a picture and send it yes. to me please oh, I, I have it yes. I definitely do I've been thinking about getting them reprinted maybe now that we've <laughs> talked about it at this please, point absolutely I think mine I think mine I'm gonna try and get the one that's on my refrigerator frame because you wrote me such a lovely um note on it um, under some like protective glass because it's starting to get a little sun bleached and I want to <laughs> maintain its integrity. Okay, well, if you need a new it one, I, integrity. I, I have the CD yeah. with all of them on it. I have all of them. <laughs> Don't worry. And I have two outfits. There are the same polo in different colors. So yeah. Don't worry. So, so wait, so my question to you, since you really did, you know, kind of get the ball rolling, what happened? Like, why did you stop? Were you not able to get representation or... There was no follow through, really. I mean, I guess there, it was kind of one of those things where it was like put in my hands, but like all they really taught me was like how to walk the runway and um, like use proactive. So um, yeah. <laughs> like, like they really did not like really give me like a like a large situation to walk into a casting. Oh, my God. I feel bad. You did oh. need me. You did need me at 16. Oh, I, I literally yeah. like hold your hand through the process so that you you set the goal and you make it happen and you just do it the right way the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they told all See, of that's us. That. They were like, you're going to be the next Selena Gomez. And I was like, yes. <laughs> ready. I'm ready to be the next Selena Gomez yes. Disney Channel. Right. Oh my gosh. Hi, That's my name up. is Maxwell Esposito, and you're watching Disney Channel. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> With the watch. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll still be going at some of that video of Raven Simone being like, Hi, I'm Raven Simone. <laughs> you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> oh my God, this has been. So much fun. Kenya, thank you so much for joining us today for this conversation. We just had an absolute blast. You are such an angel. You're beautiful and radiant. Aww. And before we let you go, I want you to tell everybody one more time where they can find you online and your website for your Find Your Life modeling workshops. Yes. Um, so it's my Instagram is at Kenya, K-E-E-N-Y-A-H dot Hill. H-I-L-L. And my website is findyourlighttoday.com. And if you go to my Instagram, you just DM me. Simple yes. as that. Shay, this has been so lovely. 
Yes, it has been absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. So lovely. I feel like my lips are not full enough and I want to have juicier lips now. (laughs) The skin, the brow, everything. Oh, you look amazing. Thank you. You look amazing. Thank you. And thank you for doing this with us. It's such a pleasure to chat with you and me. Yes, absolutely. And also, um, thank you to all of you for listening. And just remember, if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me or our guests, or you even just want to say hi, or you want to send us the petition for us to see Kenya's final runway walk on cycle four, um, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. And remember to subscribe to Want to Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show because it helps us grow, bitch. I'm Shay Poulet. <laughs> and I'm Max Wasposito. And as always, the question remains, Want to Be, be on, on Top? top? Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Want to Be On Top? Forever. Dog. To listen to Want to Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.